Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. Now, here's Lance Meadow. Pepsi Giants Extra Point is brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. Citizens is made ready for Giants fans. Energy efficiency for game time and any time, brought to you by PSENG. Bigelow Tea, grab a mug and tea proudly. American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. Hackensack Meridian Health, keep getting better. And brought to you by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Giants. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you as the Giants top the Bears here at MetLife Stadium. 20-12 to improve to 3-1 on the season. This was the fifth straight year in which the Giants and the Bears were colliding. And the Giants finally snap a three-game losing streak to Chicago as they leaned heavily on a rushing attack that was able to pile up well over 250 yards, 262 to be exact, on 44 carries, two rushing scores by Daniel Jones. Carl, it was a grinded-out affair, which is pretty much what we expected. Neither of these teams were extremely efficient when it came to the passing game coming in, but the Giants, they did enough. They got a lot of the dirty runs. Saquon Barkley, extremely physical. He ran for a lot of positive yards, barely any negative plays, and that did enough for them to get the proper field position to put enough points on the board today. Yeah, and you give credit to this giant offensive line. They were they bounced back. You know, they were resilient. They coming off of last week, you didn't know what you what to expect, and this is an encouraging sign for what the Dallas Cowboys came in and did to them here. And then that only encourages other teams to do the same, and they bounce back well. They uh, pass protected well when they needed to, but their run blocking was incredible. And Chicago, we knew coming in, struggled in defending the run, so the Giants absolutely capitalized on that as the Bears were tied for 30th, allowing 157 yards per game. And this game got interesting, Bob. You had Daniel Jones get hurt with the ankle injury on a sack. Tyrod Taylor comes in, he gets hurt, and at one point we saw the Wildcat formations, and the Giants were still able to have some success on the ground under that. They were, and uh, you know that's where coaching comes in. And I thought the coaching staff, led by offensive coordinator Mike Kafka, um, and everybody else uh, did a wonderful job of figuring out what you had and then trying to find a way to make it work. And you had Barkley and Breida and Brightwell in the game at the same time. You had Jones split out. Um, and, you know, the offensive line did a good job. And considering this, too, remember, Glowinski was out in the first half with an ankle injury. Sure. Yep. Um, so, you know, 
Zudu had to go in and play left guard. They moved Bredesen over to right guard, and uh, they took care of that. And then Evan Neal got knocked out of the game, and Devery Hamilton had to go in. And Devery Hamilton had to hold up, especially when the Bears knew exactly what the Giants were going to do at that point was run. Well, yeah, and here's the thing, too, guys. You talk about coaching. We're talking about competency, too, because they went when they flipped the switch to Wildcat, it was no hesitation. They just ran their offense, got positive yards, kept the offense moving. It wasn't like they were stumbling around trying to find something that worked. Quarterback out, they knew the situation. They had a package of plays. They called them. And I just think it, it speaks volumes to the level of competency uh, that this, this staff has and the preparedness that these players have. Giants had 262 yards rushing. Barkley, 31 carries for 146. Jones, 6 for 68, including a 21-yard touchdown run and a 12-yard touchdown run. Tyrod Taylor had three carries for 30 yards, got hurt on the scramble play that wound up giving the Giants a much-needed first down at that time. And then Breida had three for 18. So, I mean, 262 yards rushing against a team that's 30th against the run. So what you're supposed to do. You you attack them. You attack them. Take advantage of the weakness of the opposition. It also speaks volumes of Tyrod Taylor's ability to run what Daniel Jones does, which is what Carl was alluding to compared to last season when the backup quarterbacks could not necessarily carry out and run what Daniel Jones was doing. Well, that is today's game breakdown. It's brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. Bob mentioned a few injuries in passing. The reason why the injury report is sponsored. We will get to that a little bit later on. Unfortunately, it's the walking wounded for the Giants. We'll also hear from Brian Dable. Get some player reaction as well. Giants hold off the Bears 20-12. to They're 3-1 and on the young season. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Brought to you by PSENG. Jones back to throw. Screen for Barkley. Bears read it. Saquon dances. Now Saquon's going to reverse field. He gets a block from Jones. Saquon to the 20, to the 15, and knocked down at the 10-yard line. He made the first man miss in the backfield, showed his brilliance, and his quarterback gave him a block to spring him. That was a huge third down conversion, and that brings us to the player of the game, brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers, ELEC 825, building our future. It is clearly Saquon Barkley. 31 carries, 146 yards. He added two receptions for 16 yards, so 162 scrimmage yards for Saquon Barkley to help the Giants beat the Bears 20-12 to here at MetLife Stadium. We welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you. We are awaiting word from head coach Brian Dable. He should be addressing the media momentarily. In the meantime, our very own John Schmelk is downstairs waiting by. And, John, we just heard a highlight from Saquon Barkley. We were talking about this right before we stepped aside, the fact that he fought so hard throughout this game to ensure that they continue to get positive yardage, at least able to put some points on the board with all drives that weren't necessarily pretty, but you look at this box score, it certainly did justice for how hard he fought throughout this game.
Got a little problem with Schmelke. Apparently, yeah. John is a man of very few words. No, he's not. He's not <laughs> well, a man of few words. <laughs> normally, maybe that's not the case, but under these circumstances, yes. it is. So we will keep it here as we await Brian Dable. and 212, I am talking. Okay, one, two, one, now two. I think we hear John Schmelk, who is downstairs. But we're on to the next question. But now. we are on to the next question. Yes, we're moving along Give him here. the next question. John, you got it. Well, all I was going to say, guys, is I think you have to tune in. Still don't hear, John. In front of those now. box score situations. We're not hearing John Schmoke. I'm on no. the air, so you'll have to tell Mr. Griffin yeah, to put right, up we there. We go. Yeah, now we, we got it. Right. I thought we figured that out in week one. I guess not. Um, so, guys, I think you know you have to take a look at the impact that Saquon had, You know, not just in the box score numbers, too. We saw that whole first half of this game, all those quarterback runs and passes off those bootlegs. That's the Bears worried about Barkley running the ball and overcommitting on those runs opening up those naked boots for Jones to run it or Jones to find a tight end on one of those naked boots. So just Barkley's presence, I think, you know, and his threat opened up so much of this offense. And you always talk about with, you know, Sean McVay and the Rams and Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, how the runs look like passes. I think that's what we saw here in the first half. I mean, I bet you when we look at the numbers tomorrow, the Giants probably had less than five or six dropbacks where that wasn't a screen or a play action pass or some type of run action and they just didn't need to have a drop back pass game because of Barkley's threat and all the plays they could run off of him and he's so explosive the other team has to pay so much attention it really opens up the entire offense for the rest of the team and you know to that point the Giants weren't discouraged because they they made a concerted effort to stop Barkley early in the game early in the first quarter and the Giants just stayed at it knowing that they had so many different things they could do off of that, and it got him going and ultimately the offense, as, as John said. Well, Carl, piggybacking <laughs> off that point, though, I think what made those play fakes so effective is they really sold it to get the Bears off well, guard. Uh, John Casillas said it. He said the ball handling is just incredible. Like, And, and he brought it to my attention. I'm like, okay, they're running out these play, these play fakes, but that is ball handling. That is... You know, what the, everybody is selling it, and even the quarterback who has to either pull the ball, hand it off, or throw it, it just did an incredible job. That's, I mean, just really good execution. And, again, you talk about play-calling competence. That's what this is. And it, it's not – it's coaches first, right? But it's players executing. They don't look like everything is new to them, you know? It looks as if there's been a few reps that have been taken yeah. care of over the course of practice, and it's showing its true form and true colors on the field because there was a run, Carl, where Barkley and Jones were selling left. The entire defense went to that side. Bellinger's wide open. He has the entire field to operate. Yeah, I mean, and when you understand how they're doing it, they're putting the defense in conflict. Middle linebackers, safeties, and they're not declaring anything. So these guys are all either – Somebody's got to stay in one place and while the others pursue, and you're, you're never right in those situations if you try to sell out the whole team. Now, as far as the defense is concerned, Bob, we knew the Bears were going to pound the football. They made no secret about it. That's been their M.O. throughout the course of the season. And even though they did that and they had some success, you didn't have the damaging run, I would argue, other than the Herbert conversion on third and 20. And Fields had the big gain to Mooney for 56 yards. So they kept at least the explosive plays in check to not allow Chicago to really change field position. In yeah, and game. Fields converted a third and 10 on a, on a busted play with a scramble where the Giants lost some contain. Um, you know, um, I, th I thought they did a, a pretty good job, all things considered, right, to not let them kind of get any kind of momentum. What was the going? rushing yardage? For Chicago? 
Uh, Herbert finished with 77 yards okay. on 19 carries. His longest run was a 15-yarder. Got it. And Fields had 52 yards rushing on seven carries, and Ebner had six for 22. Got it. So the explosive plays was a one-pass play, and then I would say the tackle and penalties were the things that situationally, the, yep. at the wrong time of the game for the Giants, is what were really helping the Chicago Bears. You know, tacking on to some of those 15-yarders, um, it really, really hurt the Giants. Well, they've had seven penalties. Carl, they had eight in each of the first three games. So yeah. the law of average is carrying out, and that really brings us to the one facet we didn't cover yet, which is special teams, and that continues to be that fine line that they walk, which more often than not is a liability. It is a liability. I'm telling you, the, it's going to be this way for a while. Like It doesn't take a lot of skill to play special teams as a group, but there there is some skill required for you know, returners and punters and holders and things of that nature. But, you know, it's an effort thing. But when you don't have, like I, I'll say it and I'll keep saying it, if you don't have frontline talent, then that means your backline talent is just not as good either. You know, and, and, you know, the Giants are, you know, there's a deficit of talent on this team. And if you're good enough to start, you're going to be in, which means that your special teams players are not going to be what you what you would expect across the board. So they got to get better, but they got to be fundamentally better too, like holding on to a football. Hey, Carl, we have the head coach of the Giants, Brian Dable, heading to the podium here in the press conference room in the bowels of MetLife Stadium. Let's join him at the podium right now as he addresses the media. Uh, tough game, physical game. Um, that's what we thought it would be. And I thought those Chicago played physical. I thought our guys played physical. Uh, made a few more plays than they did. And uh, there's a lot of bumps and bruises. I don't know the answers to any of the questions relative to any of the players yet. Um, just to, we'll figure that out as we get going. But um, tough competitive game. Good to get another win. Tyrod goes down there. Uh, is that you, know, you, you go with the, the Wildcat and Saquon? Is that something you guys contingency plan that you guys have worked on before? And how seamlessly do you think that worked in Harry situation? Yeah, those were plays we had in the game plan. Uh, I just thought those were the right thing to use at that particular time, based on where Daniel was um, limping around a little bit. And then we put a couple other ones on the sideline, uh, ones that you know Bobby and I have run in the past. Um, so didn't have to get to, to all of them, but got to a couple of them that I thought helped us, you know, particularly the edge plays, Debrita there at the end. And, uh, you know, Barkley's been ball handling since training camp. Um, not for this necessary, you know, both quarterbacks go down just because it's part of our package that we have and um, just thought that was the best thing to do. Could he have thrown, could, could he have thrown the ball if he, need, if he needed? Uh, yeah, I think he could have. Um, I was hoping to get over 40 runs this game. You've already taken Daniel out of the game. There's not a lot of time to discuss that. He, was, he said he was good to go. You said, he, like, how does that work? So you're just talking about the communication? How you said to put him back in, say he's not done for the game? Yeah, I told him. I, I, I went up to him. I know he talked to the trainers. He worked over there on the side. I saw him moving a little bit. I said uh, he wanted to go. I said, you're not going in the game. I see you. you're limping. I'm not, I'm not risking you getting injured um, to try to protect yourself with that limp. Um, but if we need you, can you go back in the game? He said, yeah. He said, I can go in the game now. I said, Tyrod's going in the game. If we need you, um, 
you know, hopefully it will be just to hand the ball off. And so when Tyrod went down, um, I clicked over to Shea and said, is he good to go? He said, yep. And we didn't pass it, right? We just handed it off. Coach, <coughs> Coach the rushing game, obviously, is a story. Um, 200 yards. The what game? The rushing game. Rushing game, gotcha. Saquon, Daniel. Um, yeah. Can you talk about that, your offensive line and, and yeah. everything that happened to you as far as Saquon goes 146, Daniel and all that? Yeah. Um, Good week of practice. Uh, that was, I would say, the plan going into it. It's always good when things work out the way you want them to work out in a game. Um, you know, Daniels weren't necessarily designed runs. There was pass elements to the play that um, you know, we thought would be a good, you know, few good designs to run against their, their team. And they happened to go with the receiver. You know, we hit a couple other ones. You know, we hit the one to Sills where they called us on a formation. And, um, you know, I thought our line did a good job. We ran the ball inside. We ran the ball outside. Had a couple scheme runs in there that we liked this particular week. And then 26 is, uh, you know, I've said it since OTAs, is a really good football player. So, you know, that along with Daniels, what do you have, about 70 or something around there? Um, you know, that's the way we wanted to play this game. Um, and it worked out. Was that what made those runs by Daniel so effective? Like you said, they went with the receiver instead of staying with him. Or what, what other elements are there? It seemed like the fakes to Saquon also were confusing them. But what, what made Daniel able to get those big runs? Uh, they were open. Yeah, there was nobody out there. So during the week, because those boots were killing them for certainly the entire first half there, uh, and there just seemed to be a lot of real estate there. Is that yeah, I'd say that's part of the preparation. I mean, it's really no different than a. Drop back pass you designed that you think looks good, or you know, we had a variety of formations that we used a few of them. Um, you know, it's the first time I think we've called really one this year. Maybe we called one other one, but for the most part, we called a few of them. I uh, just thought it was <clears throat> in our preparation, thought it was a good play to use this week. How encouraging is it to see your team win this game on a day when you face as much adversity as you did? What adversity? Two quarterbacks got hurt. Oh, oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. No, sorry, I don't even think. I mean, look, I just, I, you know, you just move on. I mean, look, you again, you feel for the players um, that get injured. They give everything they have during the week uh, to get their bodies and their minds right. And if you know somebody's out, that's why you have other players on the roster that you have confidence and faith in, um, or they wouldn't be on the roster. So you have to. Obviously, show empathy to your players that get hurt, but you're on to the you're on to the next play quickly, and you're not you're not worried. I mean, Evan went out. I mean, there's a list. You guys saw it. I mean, there's quite a bit of guys that were out there. Um, I do have the names. I don't have the reasons. Daniel, A. Rod, Mondu, Love, Evan, Galladay, Tyrod. So it was quite a bit of them. But I don't think you really think about that when you're going. Um, other than if it's a play call and you need to do something different to either help a particular player or flip a formation or not call a pressure, like you, you got to know your players. You said you, said you, that you talked to. Who's evaluated for a question? Does he have a concussion? Uh, I, I have no updates on any player because I did not talk to the doctors or trainers before I came in here. You said you've talked. You, as you said, you've talked, you know, since you got here about how good Saquon is. But does the magnitude of what he's done so far surprise you at all? Just, you know, the the, the level that he's at. The magnitude. Yeah. The, how how good he is. You know, you said he was really good. No, I think he's really good. He's a good player for us. Um, I mean, we're in week four, so 
He's one of our better players. Uh, again, you can use him a bunch. You can use him as a decoy a bunch. Uh, but he's, you know, one of our better players. Um, I think he touched it about 30 times. So, yeah, I don't. I'm not into. I understand the question of surprise, not surprise. I just think I watch him at practice. He goes out there, he prepares hard, and then he tries to play as good as he can play. You said that, um, you said that um, this is the way we wanted to play. Um, but some of this at the end was certainly emergency situation. I mean, you know, I don't know if you wanted to go into the fourth quarter and not throw a pass for the last 10 minutes. So, I mean, obviously you wanted to run the ball, but, I mean, you just said, you know, what adversity, and you sounded serious that you weren't thinking about that. But Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't see that as adversity. I mean, there's just... two quarterbacks on the, uh, able to play. Neither of them could play. Yeah. That's well, he was out there, and we had other things we needed to do. I mean, that's the job as our, of a coaching staff is to make sure you're prepared for whatever situation comes up. Is it always going to be great? No. Paul, it's not. It's you know, certainly things that we can all do better, start with me. But um, I just think that's what you do in a leadership position, too. You don't panic. You try to stay composed. You try to give people a plan that they can go out and execute and believe in when they need to do it, whether that's the quarterbacks not able to move, so you put them out at receiver and give it to Saquon, who can move and throw Matt Breida in there. And I'd say just you know our smart, tough, dependable theme, you know, smart is at the top of that list. So being able to adjust and handle things as they come our way, whether it's a coaching staff or whether it's the players, that's very important to us. You and Bobby Johnson put in some things. We talked, and then Kafka, you know, he's had some things. He's had Tyreek, and he's had other guys. So we just, you know, when that was when that went on, Paul, we just sat down, and I said, where's the grease board? I know not many people use grease boards. Five people give me an iPad at the same time. I said, I want a grease board, which is rarely used nowadays. But uh, we talked about a few things. But we had we had things in the game plan um, that, that you asked about, Mark, that were already in the game plan. So it's just a matter of, hey, let's go to three back personnel, you know, that they haven't seen all game and, and run one of our plays from our, you know, it's not the wing tee, but the three guys in alignment and, and let's use that. And if it works, let's come back to it. And, you know, you're looking across the field and you know what's coming and Flus is telling them to all get up and bring blood zero. But we felt we had a hat for a hat on, on most of those plays that we had. And then we, uh, we ran another one, um, you know, that Saquon had a read on. And then we, you know, the discussion, discussion was, do we just, put Saquon back there and forget about the quarterback and put him out. But, you know, that changes some defensive philosophy and mentality too. So just to try to give yourself a little bit of crease. More than a half a quarter to go? Not that I can think of. I could be wrong, but not that I could think of. And Dan, Dan who could have thrown it. How did Daniel handle that when you told him that? You were going to go with Tyrod. Yeah. No, he's like, I, I, he's like, I can go, I can go, I can go. But I just think it's important. You, you can go and do the tests and run over there. And if you're a coach, you're watching them run too. You know, so you appreciate the grit and the resolve that the players have. But I think it's your job too to see if, can you really, I want to make sure you can protect himself more than anything. Can he, can he, can he? You wouldn't put Daniel back in if you thought he was at serious risk. So, so that said, is it fair to say that you don't think the injury is too serious now moving forward? I don't know. I'll find out, Jordan, when I go back in. But I, but I don't, I honestly don't know. Did you call a press conference when we're doing 
I mean, if you want to bring Ronnie in, we can bring him in. You all right, Pat? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. We good? Yes. Go ahead. Winning three out of four hasn't been the norm around here for a while. Um, what, in your mind, is the biggest reason this team has responded this way in the first month of the season? I think the players played good when it counted the most. Um, give give all the credit to the players. I think the assistant coaches and coordinators are are doing a good job of putting them in position, and and those guys are playing hard for 60 minutes. So I'd say give you know give the players first and foremost all the credit, and give the assistant coaches and coordinators the second part of it. Okay. All right. We'll bring uh, Thanks, Daniel, guys. Daniel and Saquon will be in there when they're ready. That is head coach Brian Dable speaking to the media as the Giants top the Bears 20-12 to here in East Rutherford, New Jersey. A reminder, Big Blue Kickoff Live is the Giants' daily call-in show on Giants.com every weekday at 12.30 p.m. All part of the Giants podcast network. The archives can be found on the Giants mobile app and on all popular podcast platforms we will step aside when we come back we'll continue to break down the Giants third win of the season we'll get some player reaction and look ahead to their matchup with the Green Bay Packers a week from today in London all that and more coming up as we move forward here on Pepsi Giants Extra Point you're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants radio network brought to you by PSE&G first and 10 at the 21 Barkley in a one back set Jones Takes the handoff, he's going to roll to his left, looking, and he's going to just run. Jones to the 15, Jones to the 10, Jones to the 5, Jones in, touchdown Giants! 21 yards, Daniel Jones! One of two Daniel Jones rushing scores on the afternoon as the Giants top the Bears 20-12. to That brings us to the Giants Power Report, brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. 44 runs, 262 yards, that's a season high. The two scores by Daniel Jones, the first time that he has reached the end zone on the ground twice in a single game since his first career start in Tampa in week three in 2019. But it was Saquon Barkley that led the way with 31 carries for 146 yards. We welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you. They have run for at least 103 yards in each of their first four games. They also have had six yards per carry or better in three of their four contests. So, Bob, the rushing attack has been consistent. Now, granted, most of the heavy lifting against Carolina was in the second half because they had no yardage on their eight runs in the first half. But if there's one sign of consistency, identity-wise, that this team can at least hang its hat on through the first quarter, it's absolutely the ground attack. Yeah, and I think because of Daniel Jones' mobility and his role in the run game, similar to the way you know they use Josh Allen in Buffalo, where there are some of these plays are design runs, and then you heard Coach Dable say some will run pass options. It's got to free things up for Saquon Barkley, and Saquon Barkley's presence and the way he's playing right now have to free things up for Daniel Jones. It, it's it's working in concert together. And you even saw, like, you know, Breida had a couple real nice runs in there. Um, yeah, their they, run concepts, their run game um, is is fun to watch because it's diverse. It's not just, you know, offset, eye right, slam it, you know, off guard or off tackle or the zone schemes and all that other stuff. They're, they're doing a lot of different things in, in putting together their running attack because they know that they can't throw the ball all that effectively right now. Uh, with, you know, the receivers that are out there. Now, they're going to have to start getting oh, yeah. something. Now, you know, Slayton, twice they ran him on deep balls. Now, Carl, you and I 
when we watched the replay, he drew a 40-yard pass interference. But after he was interfered with, he had both hands out, and the ball went through it. Yeah, catchable ball, uh, but he was interfered with. So um, let's just say a better, more seasoned receiver would somehow figure out how to catch Because he's going right? in for a touchdown at that point. Right. He's beaten. He's going to beat the guy. That Kyler right. Gordon. And, that, and that, that's going to turn out to be a 60-yard touchdown right. pass. So it's an opportunity missed. I, I won't kill him for that. The one that really um, bothered you was the bothered Jackson me is the, the the Jackson interception when he's literally not even uh, a forearm's length away from the interception. He's got to stick his hand in there and become a defender, or stick his hands in there and catch the ball. It was still a ball. He was tracking it all the way into the defender's hand. So all he's got to do is get his hands in there. Fight for it or break it up. And that's, you know, the other part, I'm going to chalk it up to a guy who's, you know, not not as good as he should be at this stage, but could get better at. That that one is is an effort play. You know, the, the interception is an effort play. I I, I got to bang, bang him on that one because that's effort. That's nothing more than effort. And I don't know, Lance, you know, there's nothing they can do at this point. Right there's there's no guy on the street right now that's going to transform the wide receiving room um, because they're all on other teams. Sure. Yeah. The only buddy, the only guys that are out there right now are guys that are not wanted by the other 31 teams. But we did see twice Slayton get open, open, and create a little separation. So that's a sign, right? Uh, both Daniel Jones went to him, and then Tyrod Taylor went to him. So. There's a guy that they know who can get open, and the way that they're playing um, in this run game, it'll give them some play-action opportunities to go deep if they get the right matchup that they need. And we'll see what the remaining health of this receiving core plays out in the upcoming weeks. Wondell Robinson's been out with a knee injury. Kadarius Tony still nursing the hamstring. And Sterling Shepard, of course, out for the season. Who knows who they'll have at their disposal for the Green Bay so game let's just and look the at, Baltimore game. Let's just look at the guys who finished this game yeah. as guys that are available. 100%. It's all about opportunity, as you said. Yeah, guys yeah, got to like take advantage. The guys that finished this game are the guys that are available. The other guys, don't count them until, until the injury report comes to practice. And the injury report comes out. I don't. I don't want to give fans a false sense of hope, right? Sure. Let's let's just see what the progress is, and when they give it to us. But let's just assume that the guys who finish the game will be the receivers that are available to us. Yeah, and this is this was a very costly game. Now we don't know what the status of Evan Neal is going to be with the neck injury. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, we don't know about the concussion. Julian Love, concussion. Um, you know, the, Galladay evidently with some kind of injury in this game. Knee issue, it seems. Knee issue. I mean, you're talking about, you know, uh, an already shorthanded team getting shorthanded even more pretty yeah. quickly. So the the injury, and you got to go to London and play a, a, a very good Packers team. So hopefully they can get some of these guys back, and it's not something that's long-term. Maybe they can get Leonard Williams back. Um, but, you know, the Giants need every single quality player they can possibly get. Something tells me they may be taking a few extra guys from the practice squad across the pond just to prepare and play safe as they get set for the Packers in London. Well, you also you have to think about this, okay? Here's something else you're going to have to think about. Depending on what the status is of Tyrod Taylor's head injury and what the status is of Daniel Jones, 
Hey, listen, I'm not I'm not Joe Shane, okay? But um, you got to you may have to make a move tomorrow to put Davis Webb on your active roster because as a practice squad player, as we've seen, hey, the Giants were getting ready to go play the first game of the season, and Max Garcia got signed off the practice squad by Arizona. You don't want to run the risk of some team deciding that they need a quarterback and sign a Davis Webb. So that's probably something that they're talking about right now for all I know. Plus, he knows the offense as opposed to a guy off the street who's not going to know your offense in time. God forbid you need him against Green Bay. We will step aside. We may hear from Daniel Jones. We'll definitely get some more player reaction as we move forward with the Giants topping the Bears 20-12 to here at MetLife Stadium. They improved to 3-1 and and 2-1 and here in East Rutherford, New Jersey. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Brought to you by PSENG. Second and six for the eight. Three tight ends. Slate split right. Play straight. Jones is going to boot right and roll left. He's going to run it again. Jones to the five. Jones dies in. Touchdown, Giants. And that capped today's scoring drive of the game brought to you by Citizens. The official bank of the New York Giants. Citizens is made ready for Giants fans. That was Daniel Jones's. Second rushing score from eight yards out. It capped a seven-play, 75-yard drive that took 4.15 off the clock in the second quarter as it gave the Giants a 14-6 lead. Over the Bears, they would go on to win 20-12. Well, Giants, not the only team in action, so let's take you through the rest of the Week 4 NFL scoreboard. We have a few games currently in progress. Second quarter, Cardinals and Panthers are scoreless in Carolina. First quarter, Patriots out in front of the Packers, 3-0. Also in the first, it's Raiders, 3, Broncos, nothing. Everything else went final. The Vikings outlasted the Saints, 28-25 in London. Minnesota kicked a field goal to go up late by three. Will Lutz had an opportunity for a game-tying three-pointer to force OT from 61 yards out. A double doink the clown, and the Vikings hold off the Saints 28-25. The Falcons edge the Browns 23-20 thanks to a field goal with just over a minute to go by Youngway Koo. Cowboys improved to 3-1 in the NFC East. They took care of the Commanders 25-10. Cooper Rush continuing his strong play with a pair of touchdowns including one to Michael Gallup who just returned from an injury late last season. The Seahawks survived the Lions 48-45. Geno Smith had three touchdowns in that one. It was Tennessee 24, Indianapolis 17. Ryan Tannehill, a pair of touchdown passes. Derrick Henry had over 100 yards rushing and the score. The Jaguars, they had a 14-0 lead over the Eagles, only to watch it disappear. Philadelphia improving to 4-0 with a 29-21 victory over Jacksonville. The Eagles ran for over 200 yards. They had four touchdowns on the ground, two from Miles Sanders, who finished with 134 yards. The Jets rallied past the Steelers 24-20. Brees Hall with a two-yard rushing score late to give them the go-ahead touchdown. Kenny Pickett came in for Mitchell Trubisky in this game. Trubisky was benched in favor of the first-round pick. It was the Bills 23, Ravens 20, as Buffalo got a last-second field goal to give them the three-point victory, and the Chargers improving the 2-2 two and two with a 34-24 victory over the Texans. Justin Herbert, 340 yards, two touchdowns. Austin Eckler finding the end zone three times. That was the NFL in action. It was brought to you by Bigelow T. Grab a mug and tea proudly. We welcome you back to 
Pepsi Giants extra point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you. We went over the rushing numbers. Now let's walk you through the other notable statistics from this contest as the Giants did not go to the air much at all in this one with Daniel Jones finishing 8 of 13 for 71 yards. He was sacked once. Tyrod Taylor came in for him when Daniel Jones suffered an ankle injury on a sack. He was 1 for 3 with 11 yards and an interception by Eddie Jackson, who, by the way, the Bears safety now with three picks in four games. Pro Bowler went two years without an interception, so he seems to be returning to Pro Bowl form. In the receiving game, Daniel Bellinger leading the way with three catches for 23 yards. On the Bears' side, Justin Fields 10 of 21 for a buck 63. They ran the ball 32 times for 149 yards. Khalil Herbert doing the heavy lifting, 19 carries, 77 yards. And Darnell Mooney having his breakout game with four catches for 94 yards. That is today's stats. It's brought to you by Pepsi. Giants watching is better with Pepsi, the official soft drink of the New York Giants. One stat I did not mention was the fact that the Giants recorded six sacks. Let's put that in perspective. They had three in the first three games, so that means they doubled their total and then some in this game alone. Dexter Lawrence had two of them, and we had an opportunity to listen in to what the defensive lineman told reporters after the game. We're going to jump here at the locker of Dexter Lawrence. Paul Dettino was talking to him. Let's listen in. What was the key behind it? Um, honestly, just rushing as a group, um, you know, get, keeping him in the pocket. He had a lot of yards. Um kind of escaping through the little gaps and things like that. So the plan was just to, uh, you know, condense the pocket on him, and, you know, he was holding the ball for us, and we got him. A lot of times with a slippery quarterback, they'll say, don't go all out rush, kind of hold back because he could escape. Yeah. What was the mentality? Because even though he did run for some yards, again, you guys did contain him. Yeah, I don't think um, that's. I don't think we should – I mean, I don't think you should rush scared or anything like that. Um, I think you should still rush how you want to rush. Um, just know, be cognizant of your rush lanes type of thing. So, I mean, that was just the plan. Leonard Williams misses his second straight game. He's such a big, important part of your defensive line. But yet today, you found the pass rush. And also, to be honest, I thought outside of fields running, you contained their running game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it takes it takes all 11. Um, you know, we did a good week in practice uh, on the short week. Um, you know, just everybody getting 11 hats to the ball. You know, everybody, you know, game tackling. Um, so that was just the plan, just to keep them contained and everybody get to the ball. What went right for you guys in the red zone? They were 0 for 3, just kicking field goals. I thought that was huge. Um, not breaking, bending, but not breaking. Um, you know, we all we preach big, we big on you know play the next down, uh, the next play is our play type of thing, and you know you kind of seen that in the red zone. As a defensive player, are you aware at all that Daniel Jones goes out with a sprained ankle, and then Tyrod Taylor gets hit in the head, he goes out, and your offense is running wildcat? No, I, I honestly didn't notice that until somebody was like, oh, Tyrod's. I was like, what happened? You know what I mean? But, you know, there's always the next guy up, and Daniel came back and finished the game, and, you know, we won. Three and one now after the first month of the season. you got to yeah. feel pretty good about that. No, that feels really good. <laughs> no doubt. Thanks for the one. Thanks for your time. Yeah, no problem. That's Dexter Lawrence. So that was Dexter Lawrence reflecting on the Giants' 20-12 to victory over the Bears. The player press conference is brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company of the New York Giants. He had two of six sacks for the Giants. The rest of the breakdown, Tate Crowder had one. He also had one from Jihad Ward, as well as Aziz Ojalari. And one of the things, Carl, that Dexter talked about is making sure you're well-disciplined in terms of your lanes. Fields did get away with the run game here or there, but you know they were able, for a guy that had very limited pass attempts, even on the season, the Bears have proven that offensive line, they still give up their fair share of pressures. 
They do. And, you know, with this defense, sacks are coming in bunches. But, you know, it's so interesting where we really have to re reconfigure our thought process as to how this game is called by this coaching staff and how it's played. You know, Paul asked the question, says, do you, you know, some people, and this is, it's a known fact that when you play a scrambling quarterback, that sometimes you don't, you don't give your, you know, 100% because you want to, um, you know, keep the quarterback in front of you. Dexter says, no, no, we go all out. You know, we, we have to give our full effort, but he's not, what Paul said, it's not uncommon. When you have a scrambling quarterback, you kind of keep everything in front of you. And they look like a couple of times where the D linemen were just – they weren't pushing up field. Right. They were, like, almost trying to keep them in the pocket mm-hmm. to go make try to make a throw. And so they – I mean, look, between uh, how Wink calls this game and how he views how defense should be played and what we see from Mike Kafka and uh, Brian Dable – you know, the, the, the old way of doing things are, 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 are gone. We've got to adjust our thinking and expect um, to, to be informed or to be educated in how they approach it. And, you know, you, listen, it's uncommon with a lot of teams that you would want to send all out blitzes as much as Wing does, right, or play zero coverage, sure. especially if you don't have, you know, um, five guys who can cover one-on-one. Well, Wink says, well, I might not have five guys that can cover one-on-one, but I bet you I got five guys that can get to the quarterback before the quarterback can get a big one on me. So it it can be feast or famine sometimes, but just the philosophies, we're learning a lot. I mean, we've we've been saddled for the last seven years with a certain way of football think, and now it's it's evolving. You know, Dable and Kafka, they come from systems that – they see football differently, and they play football differently. I don't think they see it differently, but they play it differently, right? Um, the same thing with Wink Martindale, right? They, they, their approach is less conservative but well thought out, and that's what we're seeing here. And so you're seeing these sacks come in bunches. And, you know, at halftime I hear the announcer, um, the PA announcer say five sacks. I'm like, what? Did they have five sacks in the first half? So I mean that's that is what you know that's what they do, you know. And Dexter Lawrence is is two sacks in, and you know that's gonna that's gonna be very important down the stretch. If your interior guys can get pressure, the exterior guys we've already seen can can pressure, and that's something that Kayvon Thibodeau did well. He didn't get a sack, be a lot of pressure, uh, ball batted down, um, so he, he had the quarterback uncomfortable. Yep. The Giants were sacked once via Daniel Jones, and he suffered an ankle injury on that play. We'll step aside. When we come back, we'll hear from the Giants quarterback as he had to be a spectator for part of this game with Tyrod Taylor taking over. The Giants topped the Bears 20-12 to here at MetLife Stadium. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. This is Daniel Jones, and you're listening to the radio home of Big Blue. The Fan, WFAN, and WFAN-FM, New York. 
Welcome back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Metal with you as the Giants top the Bears 20-12 here at MetLife Stadium. Giants improving to 3-1. and one. The Bears falling to 2-2 two and 0-2 two and oh and two on the road. Make sure to download the ASAP app to get all of your game day needs in and out of the stadium. Use code GIANTS22 to score free delivery tickets, autographed items, and more. ASAP.com is the official mobile ordering partner of the New York Giants. We brought up Daniel Jones' ankle injury. Brian Dable did not necessarily comment whether or not he thinks it's serious enough that it could very well keep him out of the next game. Well, our very own John Schmelk had an opportunity to catch up with Daniel Jones in the locker room. Let's listen in. All right, now we're joined by Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. Daniel, first and foremost and most importantly, how are you feeling? Uh, feeling good, feeling good. Um, yeah, I'll be, probably be a little sore tomorrow, but all good. I'll heal up and... Uh, and uh, get back ready for next week. Obviously, you don't know time table, but I got to ask the question. You think you'll be able to good to go on London? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know at this point, but uh, certainly going to do everything I can and uh, listen to doctors and trainers. So when Tyrod goes out, I was watching you in the sideline. You're trying to lobby to stay in the game to begin with. So Tyrod goes out. You have to go back in, and you're split out wide. Then you start handing it off a little bit. What was that like trying to get it loose and doing what you had to do to keep the ball moving and score that field with that really made it a two-point game? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was good. Obviously, I didn't feel like I could move like I'm used to, but uh, move enough to you know operate and, and hand the ball off. So uh, I thought we did a good job, kind of figuring some things out and, and uh, scheming up some plays uh, to uh, to allow us to do that, move the ball. And the guys up front did a great job all day. Uh, you know that drive, obviously, but but all day, you know, I thought we controlled the line of scrimmage and. Uh, we're able to do what we want to do in the run game. Yeah, and Graham didn't miss that field goal to try to make it a two-score game. He's been great all year. First half game plan, it looked like everything you guys did was running off the run game. Either Saquon ran it, ran it well, or you did so much play-action boot, and either you were finding the tight ends or you were running it. How much of the game plan was just planning of you guys using your run game and then just playing everything off of that to try to cause some misdirection and confusion in the Bears' defense? Uh, yeah, that was a big part of it. Um, you know, I think, you know, Saquon obviously demands a lot of attention and rightfully so. So, um, you know, that gives way to certain things off of it and uh, compliments that we had schemed up. So, uh, you know, I, like I said, I think the credit goes to the offensive line. It all starts with the run game and the fact we were able to run the ball so effectively early in the game. I think, you know, a lot of things came off of that. Without giving away your reads and state secrets, when you get that boot, you're going out. It seems like a lot of times you have a decision. I can run it myself. Sometimes the guy comes up, then you have the tight end. What's your decision-making process like when you're trying to make your decision off those naked boots, what you're going to do with the football? Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. You're trying to, um, you know, come out as a runner and, and put pressure on the defense um, to react to you. And, and uh, you know, a lot of times that, that guy, you're, you're kind of just playing one-on-one there with that guy and, and uh, the tight end, whoever it is, leaking out. So um, I thought those guys did a good job, too, uh, making plays when they're open and then uh, a couple big blocks, too. Teams three and one uh, heading out to London now. I got to imagine you're very happy with the start. Just where's this team at now? You've a very gritty win. So many guys got hurt, including you and Tyrod. You still managed a victory. What do you think about this team after four games, a little less than a quarter of the year? Yeah, I think we're a tough group. I think uh, you know, a competitive group, guys who who uh, play hard every snap, who uh, love being out there and love competing together, play for one another. I think that's uh, kind of what we're built around. So. Uh, it's been fun playing playing with this group, and you know we got a lot of things to work on and improve going forward. But uh, we'll keep keep playing hard, keep fighting uh, for 60 minutes. Daniel, get better. Appreciate the time. All right, thanks, John. All right, so that was Giants quarterback Daniel Jones reflecting on dealing with the ankle injury. He wouldn't put a timeline on it, but says he's going to do everything in his power to be ready 
for the London game against the Packers, and he referenced the scoring drive where he then ultimately returned in place of the injured Tyrod Taylor, and when he came back in, they had a direct snap to Barkley, they then handed it off to Breida for 13 yards, another direct snap to Barkley, Barkley ran for four, and then a third straight direct snap to Barkley in which Breida ran for a yard, and it ultimately helped him set up the Graham Gano 43-yard field goal that made it at that point 20-12 to in favor of the Giants, which would be the final score. We will step aside when we come back. We'll get more player reaction in. We'll also tell you about the rest of the action around week four in the National Football League as the Giants off to a 3 and one start here at MetLife Stadium. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. So now the Bears have to know that the Giants are one-dimensional as far as the quarterback's concerned. They send Jones out to the left, so the Giants are going to run a wildcat with Saquon Barkley. Barkley takes the snap, hands it off to Breida. Breida to the 40, to the 35, and knocked down at the 30. Eddie Jackson tripped him up. Not so one-dimensional there, Bob. Gain of 13. And that is the play of the game brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit BuyFordNow.com for the official vehicle of the New York Giants. A critical play because of the fact, as Bob set up the play, Tyrod Taylor got hurt on the previous play, and therefore Daniel Jones had to come back in, but he's lining up as a wide receiver on that. Bears know the Giants are going to run the ball. Despite that, Brita picks up 13 yards on the ground. They go direct snap to Barkley on the next two plays, and it ultimately sets up a grand Gano field goal to make it 20-12, to which would be the final score over the Bears here at MetLife Stadium as we welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. But Giants-Bears wasn't the only game on the Week 4 slate, so let's take you through the rest of the action. We have a number of games currently in progress. Everything is in the second quarter. It's the Panthers 7, Cardinals nothing. Packers lead the Patriots 7-3. And the Broncos now falling behind against the Raiders. 9-7 in favor of Las Vegas. Josh Jacobs just running in for a 10-yard score for the Silver and Black as they are seeking their first win of the season. Everything else went final earlier today, and we begin with the festivities in London, which is exactly where the Giants are heading to play the Packers next Sunday. The Vikings outlasted the Saints 28-25. Minnesota took a late lead on a field goal. New Orleans came back. They put Will Lutz in position for a 61-yarder and a double doink as New Orleans fell short of the Vikings by three. It was the Falcons 23, Browns 20, a late field goal by Youngway Koo, the difference maker for Atlanta. The Cowboys improved to three and one with a 25-10 victory over the Commanders. Cooper Rush with a pair of touchdown passes, one to C.D. Lamb, the other to his other wide receiver, Michael Gallup, just returning from injury, making his season debut. It was a shootout in Motown, and the Seahawks topped the Lions 48-45. to Rashad Penny breaking away for a 41-yard rushing score in that one. He had 151 yards and two touchdowns to finish on his stat sheet. In a battle of the AFC South, it was Tennessee 24, Indianapolis 17, Ryan Tannehill. 356 yards through the air, two touchdowns. Derrick Henry over 100 on the ground and a score. Jacksonville had a 14-0 lead, only to watch it disappear as the Eagles rallied for a 29-21 victory against their former coach, Doug Peterson. Over 200 rushing yards and four touchdowns for Philly. Miles Sanders running into the end zone twice. The Jets 
Riley Pest, the Steelers 24-20, thanks to a late touchdown by Brees Hall. Pittsburgh benching Mitchell Trubisky in that one. Kenny Pickett coming in for him, their first round pick. A late interception thrown by Lamar Jackson set up a game-winning field goal for the Bills. They topped the Ravens 23-20, and the Chargers cruise past the Texans 34-24. Justin Herbert, 340 passing yards, two scores. Houston now 0-3-1 on the season. That was the NFL in action. It was brought to you by Bigelow Tea. Grab a mug and tea proudly. Also, a reminder, Giants football is brought to you by your local Ford stores. For great deals on the full lineup, visit buyfordnow.com. Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. Coming up, we will have more player reaction. We'll hear from some of the key defensive players, at least those that are still standing, unfortunately, with the injury puck striking. And speaking of that, we'll tell you about the walking wounded. The Giants lost players every aspect of this roster. Despite that, they pull off the victory to finish up their three-game homestand with two wins in three contests. Stick with us if you're listening to us on The Fan in New York. We're going to be right back with more post-game coverage. It's now time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network and on the Giants' digital platforms. Final score once again, Giants 20, Bears 12. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants radio network, brought to you by PSENG. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.